live here again uh we had to have murphy law in the building it is what it is but we're live here now uh this is episode 22 we're gonna have a little chit chat we're gonna talk about what the cowboys uh, need to do in this uh upcoming off season too as well there's so many things that's on my mind as relates to the cowboys you guys know that we just don't like the cowboys we love them and that's the thing when you love a team you try to put everything in mind and uh lately Going on what happened this past week, Tony Romo got to talking. And Tony Romo was talking about, hey, Dak Prescott will be okay. And everybody, I want everybody in the nation to know it will be okay. Shout out to everybody that's in the chat box. I just want to give a quick shout out to that person who was the first person to lay wood in the chat box. I really appreciate that. That lets me know that you're part of the notification squad. And you really, and you really truly is in this mix. So uh, shout out to you uh, as soon as I can find my link and pull that up. But I got, while I'm doing that, I also have in the mix, I have the Dallas Prospect Show going live too as well. DDP, tell them who you are, man. Let them know where you're at. DDP, I am the DallasProspect.com. Uh, you can check out the website, the DallasProspect.com, your home for Dallas sports and all things pop culture. Got a Romero. Ramiro Garcia here in the chat as well. Shout out to you, sir. First one in the prospect uh, YouTube chat. And I am getting us set up to also have us on Facebook here streaming in a moment as well. Yes, indeed, man. We beating down Murphy. That's what I'm talking about. Beat down Murphy Law. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, let me figure out who was the first guy on our end. Uh, now we box. got Glee. Glee. <laughs> Shout out to Glee. Yes, indeed. Uh, Earl Thomas, number 29, was the first person that's in the mix, in the mix, man. Oddly specific. Yeah. Look, that's his name, man. That's his name. He won, you know. Hopefully, he can be the first person to come join the Cowboys this offseason. Want to be the first person to make the big move. Earl Thomas, go ahead and make that move to come on down. And I got produced by Germ. He's in second place. And then OG Kush. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You third place. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> Who you got over there? I don't think he's think I don't think he's working on cigars. <laughs> he working on that OG. <laughs> yep, I got a Glee and Ramiro in here. So, shout out to you guys here. We're just getting underway. Yeah, we're getting underway. Got to get some uh get some of that notification squad set up here. Yes. So, guys, y'all want to be in this mix, man? Just go ahead and hit that smash the like button smash the subscribe button and that's how you can join the notification squad it's the key to it it's a it's a mixture to it yes so you guys yeah. see that um what is it orlando scandal that's his name yes sir that's his name he playing for the uh, washington redskins i He's think he used more. to be here i yeah. think He's the name rings a bell how many interceptions he have you know I don't know, but we drafted him because he's from Boise State. Boise. I think he had 10 interceptions, and I think he uh, – eight like, interceptions. It, I think it's eight in like eight years or something or eight, nine years, something like that. Right. It, it's nothing that blows you away. I mean, he, he was a good corner for us. He was never like a great player, but the thing is our defense for the most part has been, you know, borderline awful for a while. It's getting better. I really like where it's going. But for a while, he was uh, the best D-back uh, we really had for several years there. So it made us value him more. And then as these young guys came in and came up, he kind of realized, oh, you know what? We might be all right as is. We might be better off this way. You, you, you go over there and go to Washington if that's what you want to do. 
That's the team that all Cowboys go to retire, the Washington Redskins. It's funny, though, but it is what it is. We'll see them twice a year. I know that we're going to be able to get some yards on that side of the field wherever he's at. We're going to get some. He's he's whiffs on the block when he gets time to uh, go against the run. He don't know how to shed his block. So we're going to see Ezekiel Elliott maybe give him the little shoulder love or maybe hurdle over him. It's going to be really nice, you know. I can't wait to ha- I can't wait to see this, man. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Absolutely. Man, so speaking of Scandrick, what were your thoughts? Um I saw some article the other day where he was basically talking about how he never imagined he would play for someone else in the division. To which I look at that and I say, didn't you immediately go to Washington? You know, the first team you go meet with after Dallas. He wasn't was he released or was he just free agent? Well, he demanded. I honestly can't remember because yeah. I didn't really pay that much attention to him at that point. <laughs> he saw the writing on the wall. He saw yeah. that uh, he was not going to be able to get to play a full, you know, next year. And he knew that they was going to try to trade him or trade bait him or what have you. And yeah, that's get what it was. Basically yeah. cut. And he was like, hey, just go ahead right now. I won't say a word. I won't throw the coaching or under the bus or anything like that. Just go ahead and trade me, you know, or, or release yeah. me. And then they did the, the, the latter. They went on ahead and released him, and he went straight there to the Redskins. Yeah, what I think is funny too. You remember uh, the last draft, the year before in the draft, uh, there was that story that floated out there saying the Cowboys were trying to get a third rounder for Orlando Scandrick, and everyone was kind of like, "What is Dallas like? What are they on? Why do they think they can get a third rounder for Scandrick at this point?" Well, from the Cowboys, we basically heard that they weren't floating that out there. I think that was Scandrick's own people floating that out there, trying to like set that assessment of his real value out there while the Cowboys were running crazy drafting all these uh, defensive backs and everything. So, I mean, I mean, well, let's see. No, that was two years ago. So, yeah, yeah, that that same draft. So, I, I think that that might have been something where he was trying to kind of artificially inflate his value and it didn't go anywhere because dude who is going to give us a three for you at this point i mean the guy knows how to renegotiate the money so he did make the money according to like what he's ratio of his playing time versus the money he won you know he won in the money battle because technically he knew not to just go too high for the money and he knew not to go too low for the money so he he won basically twenty eight million dollar contract here, and, a, and I think he just signed a, a fifteen million or a ten million dollar contract there. And for the for the, the I guess the the play that he put out there on the field, it's just not even you know where it's supposed to be at him. And uh, uh, what's this other guy named Crawford? Terrence Crawford? Was it Tyrone Crawford? Tyrone Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Tyrone Crawford. They robbed the Cowboys. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. They robbing them. Yeah, Crawford, I think, is a little bit different of a situation, though. I think that was Dallas kind of tampering with him a little too much, uh, moving him around too much, and never really letting him settle in and kind of develop at that position. But he, he definitely was a guy that they banked on having more upside than he did, whether that was through their interference or his own ceiling, whatever. But, yeah, he, he was definitely a big money contract that we kind of looked foolish for. Yeah, we did. And and also when the player just hush up and play, sometimes you got to have a player that say, hey, I'm going to switch over to like basketball because it's the best analogy I can give you. Michael Jordan was pretty much a point guard, shooting guard, right? 
But if yeah. you put him as shooting guard, yeah, shooting guard, and of course he would drive the ball down the court. But if but if he was if you used to put him at as center, he won't he would not go to the distance of where you want him to be at, right? So at right. some point, Michael Jordan should have been like, "Look, hey man, I'm not a center. You know, I'm a, I'm a shooting guard. If, if it, at most I can play a point guard, but I'm a shooting guard. So somewhere in Tyrone Crawford's mind, he should have said, or the coaching staff, somebody should have said, "Look, hey, we gonna we're gonna either put you inside or we're gonna put you on the outside. You pick one because this or his agent or somebody, they should have. He shouldn't have been like, oh, hush, hush, because." The results is what matter out there on the field. And even though you're thinking that you're helping us, you're also hurting us. So I just look at it from that aspect. Tyrone Crawford yeah. should have been like, look, for me to play better, I should just keep me in the inside, you know, and we find out something what we can do on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's some degree of that where I think the player is just going to roll with what's being asked of them. But at the same time, yeah, it, 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 the onus is on you in that regard. If you're trying to, if you're trying to kind of cement yourself and make the best impact on the team, yeah, moving around, you might kind of view it from the standpoint of, hey, I'm just doing what's asked of me. What more can a coach ask? It, it's one thing too, where it's like, yeah, at some point you got to kind of know. Like Sean Lee, perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that clip that we were talking about a while back, where he's talking to the, I think it's the linebackers coach at the time. Uh, just one of the defensive coaches on the sideline after Dallas gives up a passing touchdown and the coach is telling him, no, no, you were supposed to do this. And Sean Lee is like, no, and this, my responsibility is this. It is literally physically impossible for me to do this and that at the same time. That's two different places. Like that's one of those things where like, no, he, he stood up and he was like, no, like I, I get what you're saying. You're the coach, but you're wrong in this case. And maybe that was something to that effect, you know, Obviously, in a more respectful way, you don't want to seem too belligerent, but right. I don't know. Maybe that was the answer for Tyrone. Regardless, he's here. I, I gotta think this is his last year. Right. Uh, is this the last year of his deal? Do you know? Uh, it should be. I don't know for sure at all, but that speaks volumes of what the leadership that Sean Lee brings. Uh, the ability to face the opposition or also face the coach and say, "Hey, no, you know that guy ran the wrong route. I'm supposed to cover this particular part of the field." That speaks volume. That's why I love Rashawn Lee. And guess what, guys? That is what Earl Thomas would bring to as well. He would line up everybody out there in the backfield and say, no, you come down, you crash at this point of time, or you shade left to the right on this play, or you come down a little closer, you stop right here on this gap. And that's how you got to play this football. But shout out to Brandon Newkirk for making the donation to help grow the nation. He said, a long day go. at work counseling kids. And you hmm. always make my day. Hashtag the law line. That's what I'm talking about. I'm on people's mind. Helping people go the distance. And he also put a hashtag DDP too as well, not to leave you out. And then he said, hey, salute. Miss Jackie. Yes, indeed. Salute. Yes, yes, indeed. Get this thing going, man. Hey. Let's see here. So I'm seeing yeah. Crawford's got one more year, uh, uh, 2019. But the the dead money to cut him is significantly less, so he could be gone this offseason, yeah. this next offseason. I think somebody was telling me, like, on all my, most of my videos, they were saying, hey, Law, we can save about $8 million right now or more if you go ahead and cut Crawford, you know. Yep. But – Man, shout out to Crawford, though. Shout out to Crawford and Boise State, man. You guys know how to get this money. Hopefully, and I mean hopefully, we can figure out a way that Cedric Wilson can just blossom into like this outstanding player like D-Law, you know, but do a little sooner. I'm talking about Cedric Wilson, the wide receiver, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to see uh, Wilson take a step forward. Absolutely. Man, there, there's so much like hate and everything towards this receiving core, and I get it. If you look at them on paper right now, there's nothing that jumps out at you. But uh, like Romo was saying, when, when T.O. left, no one was excited about the Cowboys receiving core. And then Miles Austin broke out, and suddenly people didn't talk about it, you know? Like, Romo thinks that they have a number one on the roster. I think they do as well. There are question marks there, but I also think you have a lot of professional athletes who know how disrespected they're being in terms of the national scale and Mm -hmm. even some locally, really. And they're going to be motivated to, you know, make the people eat those words. So let's see what they can do. Nothing motivates a millionaire or a guy that can ball who made it to the next level. Because these guys, I think I heard, I think Deion Sanders was saying this before on one of the streams that I shot uh, out before. He was saying that these guys that's on this Cowboys roster, they were number one somewhere at one point of time. They were number one probably in middle school, probably in high school, probably in college. So they know what it needs to take to be number one. Because you just don't fall into the NFL and say, hey, okay, I was number three coming out of young state, Ohio, whatever, you know, and now I'm going to be number one in, in, in the pros. No, it don't happen that way. Football and life doesn't work that way, right? So yeah. what I'm saying here is what I'm saying is with this right now, we do know for sure that Alan Hearns, although he have injury issues, maybe that can all be washed away because we've got a better offensive line. We have a number one, I'm talking about a supreme, a beast, a nasty guy that can run out of the backfield. I'm calling him Zeke the Freak. And then also you got matched up with a Tavon Austin. I don't think that Alan Hearns ever had those type of guys next to him. I may be wrong, but... I may be right. But if you're looking at this team collectively, I think that Alan Hearn's going to step it up. I think that my pet cat, Michael Gallup, going to have me going out there buying a horse. I'm thinking about a quarter horse or one of those Tennessee walkers. And I'm like, <laughs> I might just get on that horse and just say, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get on up there. Because I might just ride up to the Cowboys Stadium with one of those horses and talk about I'm galloping all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. Because this guy right here, Michael Gallup, he's my pet cat. I'm telling you. This guy, we're talking about, Tony Romo talking about windows where you can throw the ball into. This guy got a full balcony. He, he got a, a weird range of space that he can just catch those weird 50-50 balls and 70-30 balls. He can go out there and catch those things, man. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I think I got us going live to Facebook finally. This, yeah. The settings were being finicky, but I did just get us live. So there we're, we're up now on Facebook. Shout out to all the Facebook lovers, man. Thank y'all for joining in to the nation, man. <laughs> but we yes. also live on YouTube too as well. Uh, and who are, what all channels we on right now? Uh, uh, we are on Big Game James. Mm-hmm. Looks like EBSN. Uh, Phantom, Law Nation, Silver and Blue, and of course Dallas Prospect as well. So yeah, we're hitting the full scope right now. I don't know if uh, like Phantom might have another show going right now, in which case that one would have already been on the air and got precedence. But accessibility-wise, we are everywhere right now. We're live like 95. So guys, go ahead, comment. This is the best thing you guys can do for us, especially on Facebook. Uh, comment. Leave us questions. I try to go back and read every question that you guys leave us. Then I'll t- also do this as well share join the notification squad so when you're out with your wife or you're out with your with your old you know lady whatever you may want to call her 
this this show when it pops up live you'll be able to see our faces you know and you guys can hear what we're talking about we just recently talked about what it would be for um uh what's this guy name orlando scandry what he had yep. done for us lately and now he's on the redskins and we can't wait to see him uh twice a year because this is going to be really nice for us to forget ezekiel to run on that side because you know he's not ready really ready wanting to tackle anybody and we also talked about tyrone crawford's uh unbelievable uh uh money that he made from the cowboys and i guess ddp was defending him a little bit saying that he was moved to the outside and then they moved him to the inside and he was here and there and everywhere so that's what that's just a quick recap of what we talked about so far yep and uh we started to get a little bit into the talk on the receiving cores specifically the romo comments that you mentioned talking about how one you don't necessarily need a true number one these days but how he related it to Miles Austin breaking out for him after T.O. left town or was cut, you know, how that receiving core had a lot of question marks around it too. Now, they still had Roy Williams, but Roy Williams was not what they expected him when they traded the world for him. Right. So Miles Austin breaking out and being the number one was a surprise there. And he, he said he actually thinks that there already is a number one on this receiving core, didn't he? Yeah, he thinks so. Somebody's going to rise up to the occasion. And I think I'm probably leaning more toward to Alan Hearns. And I think the uh, Michael Gallup may be the guy that can step it up to as well. Uh, that's my pet cat. And then also, uh, don't sleep on Cole Beasley. We know what Cole Beasley can do. Beasley is the man, although he can rap too. We got his picture on the, on in this little uh, icon here. But you guys yeah. know that Cole Beasley can flow, and he can flow out there on the field. And the thing is, when you have a Tavon Austin, it, it opens up everything. Let's see. I can try and find his uh, freestyle, but that's only going to put it on the Facebook part of the stream because that's the part I got up right now. Oh, no worries. No worries. Uh, Let's see what I can find. So it looks like we are live on Phantom as well right now. I was saying earlier yeah. I didn't know if we had that, but it looks like we do have that as well. So Yeah, shout out to Phantom. Um, and uh, shout out to Incognito. Yes, uh, I did see the uh, the Dak Prescott uh, short, tight window throws. He's one of the best in the business. Uh, although, you know, a lot of people like to cast aspersions on Dak Prescott. But my thing is the tight window throws, that's not nothing to that's not easy to do, right? Do yeah, you think that, that you know the force that, that no, that's tough. tight window. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. And he's he's an accurate guy. So with that being said, when you accurate I, like that, I thought that, you were about to quote his stat from last year where he has the best passer rating in tight window coverage. Oh man, I could drop this. Well, I don't have that stat. I have this. One I don't right have here. the exact number of it. It was either the best passer rating or completion percentage, but it was something like that. Where for what they defined as tight window throws, he led the league. Dak. Yeah. So I, I, uh, again, that's a case where it doesn't tell the full story, but it does show that he does have uh, some more arm talent than a lot of people want to give him credit for. Yes, indeed. And then if you look at the screen now on the uh, YouTube side of the world, I do have uh, the Dak Prescott targeting. Uh, I did this earlier on the day of, of the day earlier, and uh, Dak Prescott spreading the ball around. He's fourteen and two. He got two. He averaged two hundred and forty-two yards. Uh, he's 24 and four, meaning that he passed 24 touchdowns to four interceptions, and his, his passing rating 104.5. That sounds like a radio station, you know. Um, when you talk about passing rating, when he passes the ball to eight or more receivers, 
So with that being said, you know, I'm really having a lot of confidence in uh, Dak Prescott. I really think that he's going to elevate everybody that's out there. And I think that also if you added in Ezekiel Elliott, to me personally, one of the better slot receivers that's on this football team, believe it or not, I think that this team is going to have uh, surprise everybody. They're going to be punching people in the jaw. I'm about to play this uh, Beasley thing here on the Facebook part of the stream. Uh, Facebook's not as harsh on a uh, copyright thing. So I'm sure if he's working off of some, uh, <laughs> some beat that we do not own the rights to, maybe they'll take it easier. The YouTube side won't get it. So maybe we won't get uh cracked down on so bad. Right, right, right. YouTube will body slam us with that beat. <laughs> There's Beasley. Yes. Yes. He's cold. So you guys tune into the Facebook link. He's playing the beat. <laughs> that's pretty impressive yes indeed i can only imagine what he was saying because on this side you guys were not able to hear us but uh i'm telling you the guy can spit the fire he can spit the flames i mean he's he, he's legit 100 percent <laughs> now the now one thing I heard people criticize bees for in this case, mm-hmm. he's working off of it's not it's not a freestyle. He's reading off his phone, which that does take some of the shine off of it. Right. But I mean it's a secondary thing for him. Like he can you can put out an album and everything. You don't have to like be able to freestyle on the spot, you know? So and the delivery is the whole thing anyway, and he kills it on that. So Dude yeah. probably has a career after his football days are done. <laughs> it's more than one fish, two fish, two fish, blue fish. Mess with me, you're going to be toothless. It's more than that. You know, <laughs> the guy is really rapping. So he, whether yeah. or not he's holding up a phone or whether he's spitting it off his, his dome, you know, as they say out there in the streets. I mean, if you can put those words together, man, you can make this money. You know, you can make this thing called rap career. And we know that when you're in the studio, you can make everything uh I heard a dude the other day I was driving home from work, uh, um, DDP, and uh, this dude made a song saying, my mama told me to pick up my clothes. You know, I'm sitting there <laughs> like, man, this dude this dude was making money off of that. I said, man, I need to have a Law Nations rap rap tube or something, <laughs> you know, and I just have my, my mama told me, ha, <laughs> ha, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> but uh, shout out to David Short. Uh, for making a donation to help grow the nation. Uh, he said, would you cut Tapper? Salute. Would I cut Tapper? I think Tapper is very, very, very dangerously on the chopping block. He cannot afford another significant injury. You know, in minicamp, he had the concussion, which I think that was like a non-contact drill thing too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it was like a weird concussion, I think. So Dude's had, you know, the back surgery his rookie year. He had the, I think, foot or ankle after uh, he got his first sack last year in that opener against the Giants. So he he's shown flashes, but, man, he cannot stay healthy. And I don't know that he has the physical – I don't know that his body can physically hold up to the demand of what his position needs. I hope I'm wrong. I'm an OU guy. He's an OU guy. Mm-hmm. I respect for him there. I hope I'm wrong, but – uh, my gut tells me he is going to be the quote unquote. Uh, I don't know if you'd say surprise cut because he hasn't really had a chance to show us, but he is. He would be a high recent draft pick to flame out in pretty record time. Yeah, because he was drafted before Dak Prescott, so they thought you know high of him. And and looking at his size and his speed, I'm telling you, the guy just have that 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 uncanny ability. 
And I like what I saw from Tapper's tape, but it's just one of those things, man. And also, we have in a new flavor into this, into this thing. I see Big Game James. He's setting up, man. What's up? Big Game. What up? What up? What up? <clears throat> yeah, we What's see up? you. Can you see me? Yes, yes, yes. We we live on um on the YouTubes of the world. We also live on the uh, Facebook. Facebook. Everywhere. Everywhere, man. I'm also on Periscope and uh, Twitch. Oh, damn. My, damn. MySpace, man. I brought up MySpace, <laughs> Black Planet, man. I'm everywhere, man. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that. He's on the Black Planet. Well, we got, we got Backpage out here in Columbus, Ohio. And I don't know if you know nothing about the Backpage. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know nothing about that, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. What's up? I, I know I'm late in the festivities. I'm so sorry. I just got off work, and then my son jacked my headphones. I had to buy some rinky dinks right quick. So I do apologize and forgive me for that. No, nah, man, they look good. they look fresh, man. What, what, what's the name of those uh, uh, headphones? Uh, tw- oh, they're called Twenty Dollar Hollis. Hollis. Yeah, twenty dollar hollers. Twenty dollar hollers. Hit us up, man. We need sponsors, man. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of them. For real. <laughs> yes, indeed. It look, it look like they're over the ear. So, quick, guys. Yeah. If you guys want to do a podcast, you got to get the over the ear headphone set. This is Audio Technica. Shout out to Audio Technica. You guys, go ahead and hit Law Nations up. You know, and also <laughs> P and also Big Game James and Civil and Blue Nation. Do. Fly, flies out there to uh scared money don't make none right yeah oh i love that shirt i just seen that that's hard as hell man that shirt yeah. is fly man hey, yeah he's he doing that q-tip quote <laughs> scared money make no money yes indeed hey miss jackie and also a holla holla hey, at italian cowboys putting italian that all type of flames yes not number one guy Yes, indeed. I'm telling you, those guys, Italian Cowboy, my guy Jay Reese, man, they be hitting me up throughout the day. And also Incognito, uh, uh, they be hitting me up throughout the entire day with all type of content, news, information on Cowboys. That's what's up. Yeah. And, and, uh, did you follow the um, the supplemental draft, uh, DDP? Uh, I saw that a couple of guys that James was pretty high on did not go to us, but instead went to division rivals. That was a bummer. Uh, yeah, Don S being one of them that I recall. Yeah. And Bill, what's his name? Bill, yeah. Bill and Adonis. Bill went to uh, the Giants and Adonis went to the Redskins. Uh, I wasn't really, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I really didn't check out Bill so much or the other guys, but I was high on Adonis Alexander yeah. from Virginia Tech. I like those Virginia Tech guys. I think they put out good guys in, in, in the pros as well. And he had a good he good size, good range, had a lot of good things and characteristics about him. And the fact that he went all the way to the sixth and we stood in touch him was kind of disheartening, disheartening to me. Who would you cut for him? That's the hard question, man. Who would you get rid of to have those guys on the team? Talk if I were to say Adonis Alexander just looking at him, what guy would I get rid of? Would he beat out Marquez White? Would he beat out Cam Kelly? Would he beat out Tyreek Robinson? Would he give Xavier Woods a challenge? Jeff Heath? No, I don't think he'd give any of those guys a challenge. I think he'd be looking more like the Patrick Robinsons of the world. Maybe Marquez White. Don't forget about Duke, Duke Thomas, Thomas from yeah. Tess. Those, those are guys he would be competing with because you got to look at he had a really good size, 6'3", two, over 200 pounds. And the only reason why he really, I believe – he applied for the draft was because of his grades. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, maybe a little bit of trouble, not too much, but it was those grades. And he was going to be a top prospect coming in next year. And I don't like it because he went to the Redskins for for some reason. I just mm-hmm. feel like he's going to be good with the Redskins. I don't know why, but Redskins get them little – see, Redskins, when they get our trash, they're never good. But they get those little sneaky players out the draft sometimes, and they get really – Yeah, they get really good with them. They'll get sneaky players out the draft. I mean, I can't hate – I mean, we smacked the hell out the Redskins, so I don't worry about them. But they have been getting good picks as of late, Allen from Alabama. So I I honestly think this Alexander kid is going to be good with Washington. I really, really do. Yeah, and I'm I love DB play, man. I sit back and watch DB film all day, right. even twice and three times on Sunday. I just sit back and love DB play, uh, right. maybe because I played out in space. But um, when you're talking about the uh, the Alexander kid, he's so so long, you know, mm-hmm. got that vertical leap that can jump out of the building. Kind of mm-hmm. remind me of of uh, uh, Vince Carter, the way he jumped up out of there and caught that interception, mm-hmm. and still was knowledgeable enough to get his feet down. Uh, but this is the thing. He going to the Redskins, right? That's the guy mm-hmm. that going to the Redskins. And right. the reason why he's it can can be projected to have such a good year is because you got number twenty four out there, uh, Norman. Uh, and I think that uh, when you have a guy that can elevate everybody else with his chippery attitude right. and his demand of play, <clears throat> and he not he don't want you to just sit down and lay down, and he's going to he wants you to come down and tackle. I think that yeah, you're right. You're right. They're gonna have a good year with that defensive back play. I really do. I think they are. I uh-huh. think uh, you know. I don't. I don't. I, I. I'm not gonna ever sleep on the Redskins. I'm not scared of them because, like I said, as long as they got Gruden as their coach, I'm okay. I don't care if they got Alex Smith. He's good, but he ain't great. Alex Smith ain't scaring nobody. Not he ain't scaring me. I'm sorry. He's been a lot in the league. He did great with Kansas City, but what did he win? You feel me? And they got yeah. rid of him. So I'm not scared of no damn Alex Smith as long as they got Gruden as their coach. I don't feel uh, scared about those Redskins, but their secondary will be a lot more improved. Uh, not counting Skandrick. He's a bum, and I can't wait to play you, you bum. Because uh, when we get them young <laughs> Yo. receivers on your ass, ah. I'm, I'm make sure. Please put Michael Gallup on Orlando Skandrick so he can burn you like toast and so we can show everybody in the whole world what really happened to you in your whole career in Dallas. Right, and that's uh, assuming he's healthy to play the game. Exactly, what, assuming what, them, what, them hamstrings ain't hurting. Like you block, <laughs> we blocked a punt in in Washington. Yeah, his old ass picks up the ball, runs one way, runs the other way, and you get caught. You run out of steam because you're so damn old. <laughs> hey, what what was that link that people used to have when uh, I think it was uh, NBA Jam? And that dude make that trade, and they say, Toasty. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody need to find that drop. Yeah. (laughs) And every time we see Orlando, we're going to say, Toasty. (laughs) He got one year in Washington, and that's it. I don't see him playing any longer. You know, they're always one year and done. If you get two years out of a Dallas Cowboy player going to Washington, that's Mm -hmm. great. But they usually, if you haven't noticed, a lot of those guys leave us and they retire. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hatcher had a short stint there, but that's the only one I can think of that was more than like a year. But that's so, where we started doing the smart money because yeah. remember Hatcher had the great year with 11 and a half yep. sacks, and that was yeah. great for a defensive tackle, but he was over 30. He was like 32. And yep. then we were worried about, are we going to give him the big contract? But that's when we started getting smart and cutting those guys that were in their 30s, no matter if they had a productive year, and let them walk. Yep. Yeah. Skandrick is two years, seven million with the Redskins. So odds are, yeah, this is going to be if he has a bad year or even just a ho hum year, It'll probably out. And yep. that'll be the end of his career. 
that boy is stealing money, man. <laughs> uh, he's still Woody, and he was crying. He got three contracts with Dallas. Man, yep. just highway robbery. But one thing did, I will say, go ahead, go ahead, because I'm going to say. I, uh, I, was, I was just going to say, he also did kind of a weird thing, too, where he wouldn't really, uh-huh. he never let himself actually hit free agency. He would always take the extension when it was initially offered. Right. So, like, if he's <laughs> angry, he didn't get more money. It's because he never put pressure on the team to do it. Smart move, he, man. He, he would say he would like demand a new contract, and they'd be like, "All right, what about this? All right, cool, I'll take that." Take more it. than I was making. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's not how you. That's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get to the off season, then you can really actually put some pressure on him. And he never really did that. And you know, it was convenient for us that he didn't do that. But for his own case, if he wanted to make more money, yeah, he did himself no favors. Yeah. Well, let's look, let's look at it this way. Uh, look, last year, I believe when we were drafting a Wuze. Uh, Jordan Lewis, remember they were Woo. talking about dangling him uh, out there uh, yep. to, uh, for a potential trade, and nobody bit. Yep. Nobody. I was talking about that uh, earlier a little bit. Uh, it was actually believed to be his own camp that floated that rumor that Dallas was looking for a third rounder for him mm-hmm. just to try and kind of like set the value of what he was worth, basically like inflate that value a little bit because it oh, doesn't sound inflated. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's why no one bit on it, and people, <laughs> when they heard it, were like, is Dallas high? Like, what, what, are, what do they they're think they're getting? That they smoking that Cali good. Yeah. What, what's that uh, guy's name, Law? Kush? Oh, OG Kush, <laughs> man. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. He's smoking that Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. OG he, he, hooked, Kush. he was hooking him up. Made third place today. He was third person in the chat box, man. Shout out to OG Kush, man. Um, OG Kush. Also, too, as well. Sugar Daddy over here. Sugar Daddy. Who else you got? Anthony Smith. Still mm-hmm. got uh, Ramiro and. What up, DDP? <laughs> What up? <laughs> and also got Vaj Lombardi, man. Everybody go out and join the yeah, party. Yeah, go highlight Vaj. What's up, Vaj? Yeah. What yeah. up, Bam Bam? <laughs> hey, he did a film session, a film breakdown on Adam Pac-Man Jones laying the, the, the fist. I seen that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was, hey, I love that because let me tell you some reason why I love that. Because number one, you know, Pac-Man always got the bad rap. And I know he, he a hood. He hood. He hood. He hood. But. I was happy to see that because I feel like that dude was trying to be flexing. I don't know the whole story, but I feel like that dude was flexing because he was obviously a lot bigger than Pac-Man. He was. And, yeah. you know, Pac-Man ain't no big dude. He about, what, five, eight, five, nine. You know what I'm saying? That dude was big. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that dude was just trying to show out because he's an NFL player. I'm bigger than you, and I want to get a name for myself and get on TV and say I beat up Pac-Man Jones because I'm bigger than you. But you know what? When you do evil, evil comes back to you. And so when he basically, because he attacked him, I mean, he hit him. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can hear the hit when he hit him in his face right uh, in front of the camera. He socked him good. Pac-Man came back, bang with him, and I loved it because, you know, I'm a little dude, too. So, you know, I was getting excited about that, seeing the little man meet up the big man because I done did it, too. Yeah, I done did it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, to see him, you know, because Big Boy, he was trying to grab at him, but mm-hmm. Big Boy was kind of sticking him on a couple punches because he had that length and he had that, you know, reach. he was taller than him. He had yeah. that reach. So uh-huh. when Pac-Man was trying to grab him, he was sticking him a couple times, but Pac-Man caught him with a quip, but that, that leg buckled, and when his yep. leg buckled, he fell on that knee. After it buckled, he sat on that knee. Mm-hmm. So that was some pain, and then Pac-Man came in with that good swipe. Black it, Black it when he was on the ground, and then it was over. And I was like, "Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Please, NFL, <laughs> don't suspend my guy for this one because he didn't do it. He was being cool, and the dude was being aggressive. Man, don't suspend him for that." Yeah, and then I, I kind of 
heard some more of the story this morning. The guy ended up getting arrested. The guy that started the fight, he got arrested, mm-hmm. and then he also got rushed to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, because so you you yeah. seen that 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 he hit him when he hit that ground. Pac Man hit him with that good one because you can hear it. It's a kick it. That's that when you uh fighting at fight night. That's that that haymaker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bam! Right in the kisser. <laughs> and I love seeing it because I love seeing the big man knock out the big guy, the yes, little man indeed. knock out but, the big but, man because you ain't need that. But but low key. Now, the next time Pac-Man fight, he got to get better on his stance. You know, he got to keep his feet separated. And, also and take off the backpack. Take off the backpack. And you can't be reaching like that because a seasoned fighter would have done reach yeah, when he, he, when he, he when hit he a torn Season five with a deal like this and got him. But you know, he had to lunge, but you gotta look at it, Law. He had to lunge because Pac-Man mm-hmm. was like I said, he's only five nine, five ten, maybe. Right. I'm gonna give him five nine. That dude looked every bit of like six two, six three. He was a big boy. So when I fought a I fought a tall dude before, right. and he was six seven. And it was a hard fight to get up in there because you have to reach and get up there and, and he's longer than you so all he has to do is duck and then right. put his arms out and he he tagging you yeah he he was aggressive i like his tenacity so he he won you know and then of course he always got to show out with the lady when the lady is there you cannot get knocked down when the no lady she is was there. thick <laughs> she was thick oh my god yes, indeed. she was a dog though because she was in the middle of it the whole time yeah she's trying to keep peace yeah she's trying yeah. to keep peace man she was in there and and the dude should have just folded up then he should have been like shauna you know holmes yeah yeah he should he, when he saw that when he saw her he should be like you know what you won i catch you next time fam you feel me like yeah. it's all good yeah but, Pac, but, but shout Pac out Man's to 510 510 okay yeah Look at everybody in the chat box say, yes, yes. <laughs> Pac Man, waka, 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 waka. Yes, indeed. And a shout out to the friend because when he was on the ground, Pac Man was about to get, do the east side. Oh, he stomp. was. And he stopped him because he yeah. was really about to get him because dude didn't know where he was at. And Pac Man was about to get about three, four good ones because Pac Man wasn't going to stop. Yes, indeed. This is like me. When I'm fighting a big guy, I'm going to stick and move. But if that big guy ever do this, Oh, if he hit that uh, ground, uh, oh, yeah. his fists, feet, when they grab stomps, you, all yeah, that. It's over with. It's yeah, over it's with. Over and I'm going to make an example of you because you're bigger than me, so I'm going to really stomp you in front of everybody. I might put you on camera. Tinky. <laughs> that was round one, guys. So. Exactly. Slim fit, knuckle. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so what's up, man? What's the next topic, fam? Uh, let's see. What do you guys think of the news that came out today so I didn't get a chance to add it to the thumbnail? But uh, NFL at the Hall of Fame ceremony will not even mention Terrell Owens now. Wow. Petty. Yeah. This this pettiness on both sides is getting ridiculous. Like, I get not giving them, like, I, I get even not showing, like, all right, T.O., Terrell Owens, and, like, showing, like, any of his clips or anything like that. Like, I get it. But to just act like he's not even in the class now is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Sometimes when you're at that level. You know the NFL made fourteen and a half billion dollars last year, and I know that To always seeking attention because I know my guy Big Game James. I'm trying to hold him back right now. I can yeah, just you know I'm, I'm, you I'm know trying to hold up, trying to hold back the dog right now. <laughs> you know I'm worried. <laughs> you know I feel about To man. Yeah, they're trying to hold that dog back. I know you finna get get, get go, so that's why I'm going <laughs> to jump in now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes the NFL need to just sit back and say, you know what? We are the bigger ones, you know. Uh, we're going to go ahead and acknowledge this young crying baby. And we're going to go ahead and know that he the, the, the product that he put out there on the field is unbelievable, right? 
He didn't. He wasn't expected to do none of this stuff. So we're gonna go ahead and be the the bigger guy and, and acknowledge his accolades or what have you. And whatever he decided to do that that show off the court or off the field or what have you, we're gonna let him have his fun. But we're gonna still acknowledge him because 50 years from now, they're not even gonna know he what he, what all happened really. You see what I'm saying? They're gonna look at the stats, you know, the stat monsters out there and the stat calculators. They're gonna look at the stats and say this guy number 81 that played for the Cowboys, played for the Eagles, played for the 49ers, what have you, and beyond. This guy has some remarkable numbers, you see. And, yeah. Um, and and they could have just been done with it, but by them doing this now, it seems petty. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna let the dog out, man. You know what? You calmed the dog down. How you said that? See, and you knew how to do that. You did <laughs> that it, on purpose. Damn it, law. You, you knew you, you knew what you was doing when you did that, didn't you? Let you, me call Bachi. Let me call Bachi. <laughs> you knew what you was doing when you did that. Uh, because I mean, you're right, law. As far as the NFL and the Hall of Fame, they do need to be bigger because it's a bigger entity than mm-hmm. Ter- Terrell Owens. So y'all do need to be the bigger people and re- do need to recognize the man for what he did. So, okay, we get it. He a mm-hmm. cry, baby. He gets on everybody's nerves. Well, he gets on my nerves. Right. I don't know if he gets on everybody else's nerves, but he gets on my nerves. Because even when the Dallas Cowboys signed him, I didn't want him. Uh, I was loving when Bill Sar- Parcells used to call him the player, and he wouldn't even acknowledge his name. I, I used to love that because uh, everybody would always talk about how hard Tio worked. I don't never take that away from how hard he worked or nothing like that. But all that extra stuff, not from no grown-ass man. I don't want to hear that from no grown-ass man acting like the way he does. That's stupid. And I don't I don't, I don't, don't flex with no type of people like that. And you an attention seeker. You a crybaby. You did. You dogged everybody who didn't kiss your butt or didn't be nice to you. You ain't cried all the time to somebody. I'm over that. I don't want to hear anything from his crybaby ass. But at the end of the day, you're right about the NFL. They should have just been like, you know what? We're bigger than UTO. We're bigger than anything that you say. We'll recognize you, whatever, whatever. Because at the end of the day, like you said, nobody's going to be thinking about that 40, 30, 40 years from now about what he did. He had to go to Tennessee, Chattanooga, his his uh, school, because wasn't nobody going to induct you, dog. So don't sit there in front like somebody was going to induct you. The Cowboys weren't going to induct you. The Niners weren't going to induct you. The team that should have. The Bengals, who? The Eagles? Hell no. So you had to go to college for anybody to give you some kind of props because you burnt every bridge that you was with. And don't say you don't. And it's always somebody else. Just shut the hell up because it's always somebody else. Oh, there he go. There he go. It's always somebody else with him. Everybody, he everywhere he goes. Did you ever hear him? He's heating up. You ever hear him say, I did it? Did you? I mean, have you ever in any of his conversations ever hear him say, you know what? I made a mistake. That's my quarterback. You ain't never heard him yeah. say. He I said that's my quarterback. He did say that's my quarterback. Oh, man. And Romo, to, y'all leave he, him alone. T.O. can go to hell. <laughs> I, think part of the, I think part of the thing on the T.O. front, too, um, you know, it's no secret his financial issues he's had in recent years. You broke um, his hell. Now shut up. <laughs> right. And when you're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, I mean, think about now, obviously, Jerry's Jerry, but whenever you're being inducted, it's almost at this point, like understood, like you're throwing like this huge party, like up there, uh, like the week of, right. Right. If he, if he's broke as a joke, but not really wanting that to be like public knowledge or anything any more than it already is. It kind of makes some sense that, and what you were saying about how no one really wants to claim him anyway. I mean, like when he, when he got put on the, 
what was it, Legends edition of the new Madden and the Cowboy uniform, mm-hmm. my reaction was like, oh, really? Right. Okay. I, I right. wouldn't have. I certainly don't consider him a cowboy legend, so that's an interesting exactly. angle. But whatever. Uh, so yeah, he he's basically he's been divisive anywhere he's gone. Like people say that we hate Dez and that we give Dez a hard time, saying that he was like a distraction or caused issues in the locker room. Man, it's nothing compared to what To would do. Mm-hmm. Like whether it was calling uh, Jeff Garcia gay, right. whether it was literally dividing the locker room in Philadelphia and challenging basically anyone on the defense to a fight. <laughs> like, Hugh, Douglas. Hugh Douglas was going to knock your ass out too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like there's, there's no comparison between him and Dez. So anyone thinking that we're saying like, that's one and the same. No, it is definitely that's not. not. You, you've uh, got to throw in this DDP. They were drawing up plays the night before in the dirt. You know, T.O. We're talking about, you know, number 82. Him and Witten. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Going to play tonight, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sitting there thinking like, really? And it, I mean, when he said that in Dallas, when he said that against Romo, I knew it was over. I knew yeah. he was done. When he said that with Romo, I said, oh yeah, you gone. You said that about Romo and Witten. Oh, you yeah. gone. Yeah. Why would we side with the thirty-something-year-old receiver You're over gone. the? At that point, Romo was what 28, 29? and 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 Witten was the god up in there, so you can't say nothing about no Jason. Yeah, Wheeler. so Tio's last year in Dallas was twenty ten or was twenty two thousand nine? His last season, maybe. I'll yeah, look it up. It was two thousand because he came over what two thousand seven, didn't he? Uh, yeah. No, no he came oh, in oh six. 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 I, think he came 07. I think it was six to nine. What what what, what yeah, you because dirty, he, yeah because he played with Bled, yeah because he played with Bledsoe he played with Bledsoe yeah right. which was 06. 06. Uh, 05, 06, right oh six to 09, I think oh six to oh well, that'd be four years he played three years three four years yeah I think he was yeah I'm pulling it up and everybody but, was talking um, about Dez Bryant dropping the ball that T O man he was T.O. man yeah fall of I mean, parquet. I mean, his, he, uh, made, he made it so perfect uh, that Green Bay game. You know, he did the popcorn in the face celebration, and then later would had one literally squirt through his fingers in the end zone and got picked. I was like, "You got you left butter on your fingers, like literally butter fingers. How are you going to do that?" I mean, I think the one year, the one year he was balling with us. I mean, he led the league with drop passes. I think he like had fifteen. That Six, year. seven, and eight. That was his years here. Six, seven, and eight. Yep. So, I, I mean, how many times – I mean, let's be honest. How many times did we watch T.O. drop the ball, even with Dallas? He made hella great plays with us. But how many times did he drop easy passes, especially when he was about to get hit? Do y'all remember that Sean Taylor yep. game? You yep. remember when he was talking all that trash and Sean Taylor said, I'm going to beat your ass? And mm. every time he went across that middle, Sean Taylor was lighting him up. Yakko. And he was dropping that ball because he didn't want no personal Sean Taylor. You can be all big and muscular all you want to and lift the weights and look strong all you want to, but that don't mean you're knocking out, folks. <laughs> yeah, man, I didn't even remember that when we got T.O. in 06. He was already 33, man. He was no spring chicken. We had him he 33, needs some 34, milk. and 35. He needs some he had two milk. more years in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs some milk. That's what he needed. <laughs> Although yeah. he was big as all outdoors, but uh, he had the, the the levels of drops that we didn't like, you know. And um, he never had good hands. Yeah. He, now he was a, a quote unquote body body catcher, you know. 
But he, he was. He was a body though. catcher. He never put his hands out. I mean, he put his – you could tell. Like, when he had them long passes, you would always wonder, would he bobble it? Because he was good for them bobbles, man. Mm. Yep. Mm. Man. And uh, the thing is now – now, the thing is with this now, we don't have a receiver with that type of mindset now, like the T.O.s of the world and even the more subtle complex of the mind of a Des Bryant, you know. So – this is going to be a brand new team because mm-hmm. we don't have that guy no more. So that's been going on for years for us to have that, like, not calling Dez Brown a diva because we know for sure T.O. was that diva. We don't mm-hmm. have anyone now, you know. No, not right now. We don't, we the, don't have that divisiveness. I mean, think about it. We had Irvin with T.O. I mean, not Irvin was a divisive, but he was that, like, kind of rah-rah guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we had even T.O. led those practices, spirited practices, Michael Irvin, Des Bryant. Now we don't have that guy who's going to really lead those spirited practices on the offensive side of the ball. So it's going to be like a void when you see training camp. But at the end of the day, that's a good void. You Now you have somebody who has the opportunity to step up and we can see uh, what they can do. And, you know, we've seen, we just seen the picture of, you know, De- Deontay Thompson, uh, Gallup, Hearns, uh, 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 Lenore, all those guys working out with Dak, all those guys want to make a mark, and we'll see who steps up. But I definitely uh, like that Gallup kid. He's he's a, he's a big kid. He's a big kid. Ooh, yeah, I got a to drop stat for you. What's that? <clears throat> From 06 to 08, so his Dallas tenure, Owens dropped balls at more than twice the rate of the next eight most productive pass catchers in the NFL. So more wow. than twice. Twice yeah. the rate of the next eight best receivers, basically. Mm. That's terrible. Mm. Yeah. But it when you terrible. get all those receptions, they'll look at that. But let's think about it. If he had better hands, think about how many more receptions he would have. Yeah. Man. He's, what, second on the all-time, all-time. all-time list? Is it receiving receptions list? Though? Uh, receiving. Might... Yeah. I'd be receiving yards because he had quite a bit of receiving yards. Would you rather have a Marvin Harrison or T.O.? Uh, didn't Marvin Harrison kill a guy? <laughs> Allegedly. Huh? Hey, he played, he was supposed to be popping somebody. I ain't mad at that. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, Honestly, if, if, we're, if we're comparing off-field stuff. Well, off-field, uh, give me T.O. T.O. don't do nothing stuff off the field, you know. No, I mean, I think the only thing – only the reason why I lean more towards T.O. than Marvin Harrison because of the size. I'm going to keep it real. That he had size and he had speed. I think he could run every bit of Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison was more of that technician guy. He was a technical guy. Like He was going to catch that ball. He was going to get you them first downs. He wasn't going to beat you crazy deep, but he was going to technically kill you because he was going to kill you route-wise. Yeah, tough, tough back and forth because you got an explosive guy on one end, then you got a super technical guy on the other. Who do you really take? Who I guess I would take To by the very slimmest of margins, even though I don't like you because I just thought he was more explosive. Okay, so, so the To To second all time in reception yards, fifteen thousand nine hundred thirty four, and Fitz is going to catch him this year because he's less than or he's just over four hundred away. Oh damn, Fitz is going to be the second all time. Yep. Wow! Wow! wow. He deserves shout, that. Let me give a shout out to those in the chat box. They saying shout out, shout out, shout out time. Uh, shout out to uh, okay. Italian Cowboy D Will Juice Twenty One. 
And um, who got Sports Guru 95. Shout out to you two as well. Chris Lungley. And uh, who else we got into this thing? Katie Brown. Odette. Uh, Jackie Smith got? over here. Mm-hmm. Eric Anthony. Stevie Mac 23. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out. Let me try and pop over to Facebook and see what's going on over there. Donovan Smith. Thomas Amanderez. Menderez. Sorry. <laughs> uh Carrie Teagle as well. Shout out, shout out. Man, yeah, shout out to this name, Internal Thought. I think that's Internal one of, Thought. Yeah, that's one of the coldest names on YouTube right now. Internal Lee. Internal Thought. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, man. This is my first time seeing your name, so you may be a first time listener. But uh par- oh the Paradox 116. I like that name too as well. So it is what it is, guys. We, let's let's get it going, man. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, what is it, uh, Harrison, and we talked about To, and uh, who To also number eight in receptions, eight in reception. All right, All so time. so on this team now, who do we got comparable to those two? You know, who can be you? You could say is kind of sort of similar in a sense. Third on touchdowns, yeah. Now his stats are speak for themselves. Playing wise, you know. I mean, if you look at all the receivers that we have right now, I mean, you have probably have to throw Allen Hearns in the mix. But I really like the Gallup guy. I mean, the Gallup kid. I mean, he just looking at the photos of him, he's big and strong. They said he yep. plays big and strong. Um, Nuanced you know, route runner too. Uh, you know, like you said, knows the route tree. Uh, yards after catch, really strong hands. Uh, Cheeto said he played against him when he was at Colorado State. He said he respected him. He said he was a baller. I think that might be the guy that really might step up. I mean, like I said, he's a third rounder, but people had him higher in the uh, than the third round. I got to watch him at the combine. He looked really good all the way through. Smooth, good hands, strong, caught the ball the way through, uh, was precise in his route running when he ran those routes, could catch it deep. Doesn't have that breakaway speed. You could see that, but he's still the type of guy that he's a good yards after catch. When he gets the ball, he can make move, make things happen after catching. He's very powerful. So I think that might be the guy that really might be the the dude that steps up as the forefront. I'd rather see him be that guy, be that man, and then you have Hearns and be that second guy because I like Hearns more of a secondary role. I don't think Hearns will be so great at that lead role, but I think he would be nasty as that secondary role receiver. Yeah, I, I agree 100% on that. I think uh, I've, I've been high on Gallup as well for a while. I think it takes to the the final stretch of the season for him to really break out and really become that like number one. But I think you'll see the flashes throughout the season. I think it'll be like uh, we saw even with rookie Dez before he was really the number one where you still see plays where you're just like, oh, my God, how did he do that? Mm-hmm. And Maybe even where you're like, oh, God, if he can just start stringing this together. Because he'll have some games where he'll make just one or two ridiculous plays, but still end up with two or three catches for 36 yards. And it looked spectacular, but on the stats, it doesn't make a whole lot of – it doesn't move the needle much. And then you'll flash forward to the end of the year, and I think you'll start seeing where he can kind of start dominating on some of these plays. I do think he has the highest ceiling of anyone on this receiving core, uh, just from what I've seen so far. Maybe maybe someone else – eventually challenges for that but right now that's that's my guy mm-hmm. i agree and cedric wilson the only thing that he need to work on and what we're gonna have to wait and see is getting off that line getting off that line getting off his release 
Mm-hmm. Um, if he can, if he can win that, you know, of course you can disguise it a little bit by lining him up inside motion sweeps and stuff like that. But we're gonna really have to wait until like you know real competition is out there, and then we're gonna say, okay, Cedric Wilson is the, is that guy, you know. Well, you know what? When we brought uh, Deontay Thompson across from uh, was it Buffalo? Buffalo, Buffalo? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like him. He's a fast. lot of people on the team like him. He's fast. Uh, Sanjay Lau likes him a lot. He was, uh, had a very high praise about him all through the Benny camps and, and uh, workouts. So he might be a guy that we need to keep an eye on as well. I know he is 30 years old. And he is only on a one-year deal. But those guys that are on one-year deal, prove it. Your pet cat that you've been saying, screaming Lenore. I just really like the core that we have. I know it's not the dominant core. and I know a lot of people or a lot of – the experts have us rated very bad right. bottom half of the NFL pretty much across the board. Um, but at the end of the day, I still like the competitive part of it because now you see guys that are feeling like, you know what? I got a chance to be the guy. And when a player maybe feels like he has a chance to be the guy, maybe put a little more effort into it. You didn't usually do because now the competition is open where it was when it, when Dallas had Bryce Butler, Terrence Williams, Beasley, Bryant, there was no you're not cracking cracking that four. You're finding you're doing a bottom feeder. Now you don't have that. Now you have a wide open race and guys it's gonna be a lot more competitive where it was last year. Those receiver spots were set. They were and they wouldn't budging at all. They were still They weren't budging, you weren't getting no time. You saw Bryce Butler, he didn't get no work. Yeah. They they was high on the uh the aspect that we went thirteen and three the the, the previous year. And then yep. they was looking at it from the aspect of saying, okay. We rested on our laurels. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it, too, though, was because of Dak. They looked at it and said, okay, we have a young QB. We want to keep everything as similar for him as we can in year two because a lot of these young QBs who come in and can kind of flash in the league, they're right. on bad teams generally. And so you see massive turnover, whether it be the coach, the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, change in the receiving core or something to that effect. I think Dallas, between being 13 and 3, I, I do think they, as you said, rested on their laurels. But I also think they probably considered it a good move just from the sense of like, okay, we're keeping everything the same for him, other than the fact that they switched out Whitehead for Switzer. Other than that, they kept his entire setup the same, and they hoped that they could get the same results, and that clearly ended up not being the case. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that was part of the thinking at the time. Yeah, you and right. thought And they probably thought Zeke wasn't really getting suspended either. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's crazy with this suspension, man. I don't even really want to touch on that topic altogether because we just know that, that the NFL is so so. Fickle. We know what it is. Yeah, we know what it is. Come on now. We know what it is. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's crazy, man. Uh, for, for them to derail that guy. We, we talked about this at loud, loud, loud volumes uh, uh, weeks weeks ago and uh, all last year. And I'm just ready for us to just play some good old-fashioned football, and I just can't wait to see this thing uh, come to play um, week one. Yeah, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it can't get here quick enough as long as we can keep trying to get guys staying out the news. Uh, you know, but any news with Dallas, you know, uh, uh NFL player with the Cowboys, he can jaywalk, and then next thing you know, he's going to be on front page. Yes, indeed. And since we're going to make a quick segue to uh, White, because I know we got him on the thumbnail, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Marquez White, uh, big game? 
Uh, I mean, I read the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you read the story, it's like, what would you do? I you mean, know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I mean, I'm going to keep it real. I mean, this is just my personal me. Uh, if I had a, a pistol and it was registered in my name, meaning it was legal and somebody was uh, attacking me or uh, following me, uh, being hostile towards me, guess what? I'm probably going to pull that pistol like back up. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what you know. First of all, this is 2018. These people are crazy out there in this world now. Okay. Yeah. So this ain't like when we were, well, to me, it wasn't like when I was not, it didn't happen. But when I was coming up, this kind of stuff wasn't just going on. People just following you, shooting you just out for no reasons. And that's the way this world is. So it's almost kind of like there, you, you, and guys don't really trust the police anymore. Right. People don't really trust the police to jump to their defense. We let's let's be honest. Okay, he is a black athlete. I'm going to touch on this and let's be real. He's a black athlete. Maybe he didn't trust the police. Maybe he didn't trust the police to come help him the way he wanted. So he felt maybe on his end, I got to do this for you to back up. I can't be mad at that. There hasn't been a history of Marquez White being in trouble. Right. True that. He doesn't have a pattern of that. So. I, when you read the story, I don't see him being a problem person. Maybe if you look at the history, if there's always usually a pattern of person when a person gets in trouble, right. there's always a pattern. There's always something that they were doing prior to lead up to this. But you never heard any of that about Marquez White. And I, I honestly, I believe him. Yes, indeed, man. But shout out to Plano Police and uh, Frisco Police. You know, you guys know I love the law, so. Hey, shout out to y'all that's out there protecting the streets. But this is Plano police were cool. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's my PC answer right there. I want to be like the NFL a little bit. Shout out to Plano police and the, the Frisco Plano police <laughs> and Carrollton too as well. <laughs> but this is the thing right here, uh, and all law enforcement that follow the channel too as well. Salute to the law. Uh, this is the thing right here, man. Um, my only, my only, this is what I'm mad at Marquez White. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of whip you riding in, but how mm-hmm. in the hell you gonna let this guy follow you all the way to the house? I know I drive a nice little car. I'm gonna dump, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite down on it. I've seen somebody following me. I'm gonna shift that gear and uh, I'm gonna take him on down to Oak Cliff. You can come on, follow me down that way. Come on, I'll let your boy. You know what I mean? I stay around here. Come on, I'm gonna get on. Uh, out. Shout out to Oak Cliff too as well. Oak Cliff, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite down on that thing. Get off the tollway, and he can follow me down to Oak Cliff. I bet you he'd be like, you know what, that brother there, he, I'm gonna let him go. All right, right. <laughs> Yes, indeed. But somebody made the donation to help grow the nation. Let me see who it is. Jay Reese, man. Uh, he says, uh, "What would you pay D Law and Dak uh, top five? Would you pay D Law and Dak top five? I don't know at their positions. At their position, top five, like top five in the league. Pay? Yeah, yeah." Not Dak right now. Hell no. No, no. Yeah, we got a. He, it's a proven year for Dak, and then it it's also a proven year for Lawrence. Lawrence too, as well. But he said top five, not just like five, referring to like five years, right? Is he saying top five at the position or top five like overall? It's got to be a position. There's That'd no way you pay D Law top five overall. Yeah, don't, don't, I'm, don't do I'm it not. I'm not doing um no 
uh, Dak Prescott, no top five of the quarterbacks. He's even said that he'd be willing to work with it as far as the deal. We got to see how he plays, plays that out to Marcus Lawrence. I feel like he's going to have another good year. I feel like he will have another maybe 10 sack year. I I think he is going to have another 10 sack year. And I don't feel like if he does have another 10 sack year, why not pay him that money? They were talking about five years, maybe 75 that put him at maybe 15 million a year. We're going to have money next year. That's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing he's still is, young. He, Why would you let players walk? Man, you got he got to prove it, man. I, I what, what sacks I, I you want? You know, Seven? What you want? Fifteen sacks? Twelve sacks? He no, he don't got to get fifteen sacks. But I would like to see maybe a twelve another a twelve sack season is good. But the thing is, Law, we can't keep letting our players walk. We can't draft these players and then four years let them walk. What you feel me? Get, what if he gets seven sacks and we? But uh, you can only afford to sign a couple guys like that. True. Like, yeah. you, well, I mean, this is the best year. teams are the teams that can restock with good, good depth on rookie contracts generally because you can't afford to pay everyone. That's why, like the Seattle Legion of Boom and everything, kind of disintegrated. But see, once guys started getting paid, they could only keep a couple. Right. But that's why they d- drafted Dorrance Armstrong Jr. They, I feel like they covered their tracks by getting another defensive end just in case he walks. They have somebody as far as ammo behind him. I feel like that's why they grabbed him too. And Coney Ely. I feel like they were covering their tracks for him. They signed Coney Ely to what a one year deal as well, right? So uh, yes. So if Demarcus Lawrence doesn't do that, if he doesn't uh uh make it happen, you have a young guy in the fold. You still have Coney Ely who's twenty six. So if they those guys are on the team, I feel like they did that as a backup plan. Let's try to get Lawrence in a contract. But let's also get these guys in the draft and, and free agency. So if he does walk, we got people to cover us. You know I'm going to make you mad, right, fam? <laughs> you know I'm going to make you mad, man. I'm going to push that little button right there. <laughs> what would Bill Belichick do? <laughs> what would he do, you know? You oh, know. man. No you know what Bill Belichick would probably do. He'd probably trade his ass. <laughs> no days off. No days off. <laughs> what would Bill Belichick do? He would package his I thing mean, together, yeah, man. I mean, he, he would probably trade his ass, especially if, especially if he started getting real frisky with those contract negotiations. You know what Bill does. If you start getting all high and mighty and demand money, I mean, he did it to Chandler Jones. He did it to the other kid that plays for is, uh, the Is Browns. D-Law better than Chandler Jones? Jones. Hell no. No. Hell no. What did, what did, what did they get from the Cardinals for him? Shout out Vic G and Jackie Smith uh, in the chat. That's something for DDP or one of these people out in the chat box to get. For but I think that the chat question. box, man. Please, please. He got a decent deal. What he, he got, got a good channel. deal. He got somebody. He got rid of somebody else too as well. He went to the. He was a good player. He went to the Cleveland Browns. That's what I was talking about. He went to the Browns. March tenth, twenty seventeen, five year, eighty two point five million dollar extension with the Cardinals. Chandler Jones. No, what did they get? What they got? What they got from what? What the Patriots? Five year, eighty two. Eighty two and a half. No, the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots. What did they get? Oh, what they get in return on the trade? Okay, let me look that up. Yeah, and then what they get from the Browns, or they kind of like escaped from that country. They got. They got. I think they got draft picks from the Browns. Yeah, and I and I seen the patterns. Most of the time, the the, the the Patriots they they draft around what 28, 29, 30, mm-hmm. 31, right? Mm-hmm. You know what they do? I was just looking at their team, and I'm gonna have to really break down the like the numbers on this. This um, they always trade out of that first round. They give that pick mm-hmm. away, and they mm-hmm. get multiple picks in the second and third round. And mm-hmm. I think there's a weird number out there, and this is using analytics. 
I think that that's what they're using. That if you look at the Hall of Fame, most of the majority of the Hall of Fames are from the second and third round uh, draft picks. Okay, not, not I got it here. Wrong, but uh, that's what I signed, found out one time before. But go ahead. What you got, DDP? On the Chandler Jones trade from the Patriots, the Patriots received Jonathan Cooper, familiar name, mm-hmm. uh, a second round pick. That's good. Uh, they then traded that pick for more picks, uh, mm-hmm. with which they selected uh, Joe Thune and Malcolm Mitchell. I think Mitchell was a good pickup for them, right? Yep. So let me ask you this, uh, guys. What was the uh, number again that they uh, the Cardinals had to pay for Chandler? Uh, they gave him an extension, eighty-two and a half million. And they had to pick up eighty-two and a half. Oh, say that again. Eighty-two and a half million for how so many got years? About what seventeen? About seventeen. Uh, yeah, yeah, about that per year. So one can argue the fact that the Patriots find a way to dodge that eighty-two and a half million and still made it to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yep. They didn't win it all. You can, no, they argue, didn't win. you can argue the fact that if they had them, you probably would have had a better place in the winning. Uh, but this is what you got to do to win in the NFL. You can't fall in love with players. Now, trust me, I love D-Law. I want D-Law to be on his team. But for five years, come on. I don't think the team that's winning the Super Bowls are doing those five- and six-year contracts. No, so, not. So, so if he so if he gets another four, so what would he have to get law for you to resign him? Oh. Or you don't want him? It depends it on like what you don't want signing for. If if it's a five year deal, I I don't think I don't know what number it would have to be for me to do that. It'd have to be something in the neighborhood of fifteen again uh, for me to even consider that. But if he gets us ten this year, ten and a half, eleven. Um, I'm open to a two or three year deal if he does that back to back years. I think the max you can do is like two or three years. I, I think that the five six year time, contracts yeah. should be all, all obsolete. When you we talking about salary cap, if you remove salary cap, then hell, we probably had at least three Super Bowls by now. Jerry Jones would have been reaching to, to everybody team, uh, but the salary cap kind of makes you think that uh, the only way you can win it if you pay you keep your quarterback happy. And you surround pieces around him, and then when the uh, receiver or anybody gets beyond three or four years, you got to move on from him, especially your draft. So basically, pick. you don't think Demarcus Lawrence is a cornerstone piece of the defense. Basically, mm. that's what you're saying. I, I think I think you can afford to pay two guys on that line, and how you pick that—that's you know your your choice. I think he certainly could work for that. I think I don't know if Sean I Lee's I don't contract getting ready to come up. Yeah, but I'm talking about like uh, the defensive line. Sean Lee, right. yeah, his deal will be coming up, and even if they do give him some kind of extension, it's not going to be long term. You would think at this point. So well, the only one on the defensive line will really deserve a big contract will be who? Because they're not going to give David Irving that money. Yeah, no, it's not going to be Irving now. Law, no. sorry, I interrupted you a second no, ago. No, no, I said without doing my homework because I haven't did my homework on this guy, so don't crucify me. But the thing is, I'm really thinking that the Patriots they don't they don't go beyond three four years on players outside of the quarterback, and maybe you know they they putting Gronkowski out there. Maybe they're going to get rid of him. And uh, I just don't see it. You, you know? have to be an elite, elite level player to get uh, almost like a second year, second deal with the Patriots. Right. So it's, it's fickle. It, I don't know how to really craft this thing, but I'm looking at the teams. Just look at the uh, the filthy. I mean, filthy but, you know, we good. also got to look at this too. Right. Uh, Go ahead. Talk they, to they, me. They, the AFC, I don't give a hell. AFC is <laughs> whack. <laughs> right. Whack as hell. The AFC East. 
sucks. Right. Buffalo, Miami. Who else? Buffalo, Miami. Jets. Uh, we don't Jets. Now come on. You should right. win freaking 13 championship AFC championships in a row. And and what the only team you're competing against is the Steelers every year. Maybe the Chiefs, Ravens, maybe this team, maybe the, you're not competing against no teams. It's not as strong as the NFC. It's like the uh, West Western Conference and the Eastern Conference in the NBA. Okay, yeah. the NFC to me is the Western Conference and the AFC is the Eastern Conference. Now, I know they've been winning some championships on because of that Brady crap. But at the end of the day, if you took away New England and them, who else was in them Super Bowls? What, Pittsburgh? Because there wasn't no other team in the AFC. Yeah, Pittsburgh's the only other team in the AFC I can think of. Denver had that one little coup. Denver, That's only yeah, because Denver they had, had that. Peyton Manning. That's only because they got Peyton Manning. Uh, that, the, one, the one they won, though, wasn't because of Peyton. That was because of the defense. Peyton was just a passenger on that bus ride. But still, it's Peyton Manning. Hey. Yeah, the previous one they went to and got drilled, that was because of Peyton Manning, like that they were there. Shout out to uh, Buck Bill. He said, how about this, guys? A three-year contract with $50 million guaranteed. What? For D-Law. I think that's what he's saying for D. <laughs> three years, $50 million guaranteed? Guaranteed. Oh. I mean. $50 million guaranteed. That's all. <laughs> What's that divided up? Let's do a little bit of quick math, you know. <laughs> Hit me with the figure one more time. Three years, 50, 50 million. million. Three, three divided into 50. Uh, guaranteed. 16 16.667. That's like, How uh, much is it? that's what he getting now. He getting the franchise tag. Yeah, because what, 17 million? Yeah, so more. it's basically his current thing guaranteed for three years. I mean, so what was That'd our problem? Let's, let's, let's look back. You say you learn from history, right? What was our problem with Brandon Carr, the used car? He had a fifty million contract, right? Yeah, how many years? Yeah. He that was like a sticker price is what Jerry called it. That was like what, a eight, almost ten year deal. But it still hurted us every time we looked at that deal. We were like, man, Brandon Carr, Brandon Carr, we can't. Yeah, but it was the Brandon Carr, like I was telling uh, like a last year, the Brandon Carr effect. That's what changed, altered in all our contract negotiations, it seemed like because of what he did. But Dallas overpaid for him because we were desperate. Remember, at that time, we were desperate for cornerback help. We were – Jerry was – everybody was – at that time, remember, everybody was having the big cornerbacks, and cornerbacks were high, and we didn't have nobody. Awesome. So we went out there and reached for Carr. He had a – you know, Carr was decent with the Chiefs, but he wasn't no dominant player. I mean, he came it, from it, some yeah. small Let, let me ask you this. Not, not, not to cut you off, but $40 million, right? You know who that mm-hmm. guy is, right? Played for Boise State. They put him in the inside. And they thought that it was, hey, this was a bargain of a deal. He may be the next suit. I heard that from the talk tracks of the Cowboys Nation. Wasn't that a reach? We're talking Crawford? Crawford, $40 million. But at the time, when they were before they signed him to that big deal, Crawford was balling out as he was playing the tackle position. He did. He did. You can't tell me that Crawford, everybody hates on Crawford. I'm not saying Crawford is dominant, but when they moved Crawford from that defensive end that first year and they slid him to the inside, that's when he was playing good. What happened was when they started moving his ass back out to that defensive end where they should have never did it because he's never been great there. He was almost – remember when his first year he was almost that guy. He was almost getting there. He was almost getting there, but he was never getting the sack. They put him inside. He was quicker. He was kind of like the Jay Ratliff. He wasn't the big guy, but he was quick, and he can use that quickness to get them sacks, and he played better in the tackle position. They messed it up by moving him around, and they paid him on potential. 
Mm. This, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my homework on these contract negotiations and, and be like a, a capologist a little bit on this. I'm getting my ass whooped right now on this <laughs> on this contract talk because I really don't know the numbers, okay? so But one thing I can say is that I kind of follow the trends. I follow what the uh, – the, the the Eagles did they get rid of their guys? I followed what the, uh, the the Patriots did they get rid of their guys? So it got to be a trend somewhere, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. if you look at the Seattle Seahawks, we saw what bite bit them in the in the foot, you know. Oh, you know I'm gonna say something else, but I'm trying to keep it PG thirteen. I just you know you know what I mean. So you saw what happened with the uh, Seattle Seahawks by them falling in love with their guys. They try to pay this guy, pay that guy, and then they end up getting the guy to injuries and stuff like that. So they didn't move the guys as fast as they should have, right? Right. So yeah. when I do some little bit more homework, guys, I'm really going to dive into this. What the Cowboys really need to do as far as negotiating contracts down the line. Do they need to, uh, you know, pay the, the Marcus Lawrence's of the world? Or do they need to really pay Dak Prescott? Or do they really What about Zeke? To, do they need to give Zeke a second? Well, Zeke, well, Zeke, because DeMarco Murray didn't get one. Uh, I don't think Zeke gets a like second this. one, but you don't think people. Zeke gets a second contract? We, we've done this talk before. You do not give Zeke <laughs> or Elliott a second contract until you know what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell, basically. Le'Veon Bell is the, the what do you call it, the litmus test or what have you. Le'Veon Bell is the guy that we're sitting back looking and waiting to see what's going to happen with that, you know. Right. So, I mean, do you really do you trust Ezekiel Elliott with a guaranteed uh, how much? See, we don't even know the numbers that we're gonna pull because Le'Veon well, Bell. Yeah, it's too. Side. It's too. Yeah, it's too far out for Zeke to even project that anyway. Mm-hmm. The market will be different at that point. It'll be higher. Well, right? I mean, so let me ask you this. All right, I know we had Zeke with the incident. True. You don't. You don't trust. <clears throat> you don't trust Zeke. I'm not. I'm not citing that. I'm talking. What I'm no, talking no, about. No, I'm just asking. No, I'm just asking. Do you trust Zeke? I'm gonna let the people say, man. I'm in hopeful the, in that the, in the he's... chat box. In the chat do box. Do y'all do, do y'all trust Zeke? A simple yes or no. And we're yes gonna let no. the people do decide. Yeah. Do you trust Zeke? Yes or no? It's I do. Hard. I don't know I, why. I just do. I I'm hopeful that he's learned from this and that it's not gonna be a problem again. He didn't do none of that, girl. I'm just <laughs> stating. I'm hoping we're not gonna have to worry about anything off the field, even if the girl thing. Fine, but the St. Patty's Day thing and the punching the DJ and all that, like it's not like he's squeaky clean. Right. I'm just saying, hopefully he's learned from all that a little bit, and that's not going to be the issue. That's not what I base the decision on when I say I don't think that you give him a second contract. I think we have to see first what kind of mileage they put on him between now and then. You know what? How they use him will tell us everything. Look at how the Cowboys chewed up Demarco in his last couple years here to really signal that they weren't that interested in bringing him back unless it was like a cheap, affordable deal. Hey. I think the best they offered was, what, 5 for 25? Philly easily blew that out of the water. So it, it was something to that effect. Now, I get it. It's not apples to apples. DeMarco was older than Zeke will be at that point. But I think that if you have the best offensive line in football or one of the best, I think you can find very good running backs any number of the first four rounds and plug them in and be effective like a cream hunt last year mm-hmm. cream hunt i know it's not zeke but yeah. i still think that for how you have for the allotted money you have to build your team i think there are too many running backs you can still plug in and still be really effective and do everything you want to do for the most part and still build something better with the rest of that money you save uh, whether it be the defense or receiver or whatever, 
that's that's just my thinking is because of the allotted money considered i think that that's better spent elsewhere because you can find something close enough to what you got out of zeke anywhere in the first four rounds and keep it on a rookie deal man hey i think i think if zeke um i think if zeke just demolishes it this next couple years i think he might get a second deal he could and i wouldn't hate it i'm just Um, saying that's that's my impression i just feel like in my heart on this one Talk to I, me, I man. Feel, Talk. I just feel like uh, Zeke is kind of like an Adrian, not like Adrian Peterson, but right. he's in that 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 realm of this is one guy that you have to give a second deal to, because he's just one of those type players. Zeke is not the regular running back. Zeke is not the regular player. Zeke is not any kind of running back you're just gonna see every year come in the league. I know Cream Cream Hunt was balling, but he ain't no damn Zeke. I know he had a good rushing yards last year, but you can watch Zeke and you can watch some damn Kareem Hunt and you know who's better. So if we're you talking know? uh Kareem Hunt style production versus Zeke, but you're paying Kareem Hunt rookie deal, fourth rounder rookie money versus Zeke on oh, what twelve million a year? DDP which which would you rather have? Yeah, I feel you. You, I, I know mean, you I, do I that. just, I just think I that, that money do that. is can no, be spent that, somewhere I didn't, else. I didn't know he was going to do. I know what he was going to do. said that. I know what he was going to do. But that's okay. <laughs> he, he paid, I, I, he I, I, I know yeah. where he's going with it. I, I yeah. feel you on everything you're saying. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. When we lost Murray, we got uh, Dem- uh what Darren McFadden, and mm-hmm. we had Joseph Randall. Had a that was a bigger guys. step off, though. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's still he still was the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. Yeah, um, our offensive line still did his thing. Um, and we still were. But if Romo wouldn't have got hurt, we still would have been formidable. We still would have won games. Yeah. Uh, so I, they, I I agree with you what you're saying in that aspect that we don't need to break the bank on a running back and allot the money and allocate the money to other positions that may need it. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe my I, I guess I have a something for Zeke because I just feel like he's just one of those type generation type players. Yeah, he's he, one he of very well type, could yeah. be. Yeah, he very well could be. He could be an Adrian Peterson where it's not until third contract that you're like, oh, okay, he's losing it. I was just right. about to ask that question. I was going to ha- ask you guys, uh, and everybody in the chat box is, is landfall. Is everybody saying that? Okay, you go ahead. We 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 trust Zeke and Zeke. We trust everybody. I think only one person said no. So I thought yeah, I thought you were going to say they were all trashing me. Like no, oh no, 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 no. Every, every, everybody said they yeah. trust Zeke, and uh, yeah, and I, I was going to raise the, raise that question. Uh, and, and I'm I'm like I trust Zeke, but I don't trust the NFL. This is the right, thing. I just right. don't trust, yeah, I trust Roger yeah, Goodell. I, I trust yeah, I Zeke. Trust you know, Zeke is innocent of everything. It's just that I just don't. Trust Roger Goodell, and then on right. top of that too, as well. I was going to ask the question, and you you beat me to the punch, DDP. How many contracts did the uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings gave Adrian Peterson? Because that's the way I look at Ezekiel Elliott, and what was his number? I think he got he got, two he got two really big deals, two real big deals. Yeah, the last one didn't. But that last one, when he signed, they knew. I mean, you knew when he signed that last one. He wasn't going to finish that one out. That was just kind of like just a piece. You, I mean, it's kind of known like when you're playing in the NFL, if you're a real, you have to be a really, really good player to get that second contract. I mean, you have to. And more times than not, you're only going to get two deals in the NFL. You're only let, get two let, let, me, let me throw this at you, too, as well. Both of you guys, and I know you guys don't follow the Vikings, but somebody in the chat box may can help us out with this. You can't even remember outside of Brett Favre who was the who the hell was the quarterback for Minnesota Bears Jackson. Oh, y'all know him. Okay, go back up there. Ponder. 
Christian Ponder. Wow. Oh, wow. So so uh, it shows you when you pay all that money to one spot, one spot, spot on your on your I can't even talk today. When you play all when you pay all that money on one spot on your team, you end up it cripples losing. you. It cripples you well, in a sense. I mean, the, the classic case in point is look at the Baltimore Ravens. All right, who did what happened when they won the Super Bowl? What did Joe, Joe Flacco get? Flacco. Yeah. He, got all that man, he got all that money, and their cr- team crumbled right after that. Of course, Bradford, another one. Wow. But but one can argue, when they put a good quarterback around uh, Adrian Peterson, they were yeah. balling. That was Brett Favre, right? Brett yeah, Favre. The, one, the one really good year Favre had left, <laughs> they should have been in the Super Bowl, and Favre, Pulled the farm and threw yeah, the dumbest interception yeah, in the yeah, NFC exactly. championship. You know why? Because he wanted the glory. Yep. And that's why he's always been, and that's why he didn't win it. If he would have just played regular, but he wanted that glory on that last pass. Yep. And we ain't Adrian about had a glory terrible home. game that game too. Yeah. <laughs> he fumbled. A, didn't he fumble? Adrian a had two, two. Yeah, two yeah. horrible. One was in the red zone, and the other was at uh, I think in their half of the field. So it just it went completely the other way against them, and I think uh, the Saints got a touchdown out of that immediate drive. Right. But yeah, he he was killing them in that game. Adrian had like one of those weird games where, uh, as dominant as he was, he he did have a problem with fumbles for some reason, which mm-hmm. is weird because dude's built built like a tank, six two. And they said his hands are huge. Oh yeah, and his, his hands, hands will swallow his, your hands. I mean, there are so many stories, whether it's from OU or whatever. Which, by the way, his OU tie is why I know anything about the Vikings. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, oh, that's right, that's right. So yeah, there there are all kinds of legends on, uh, like pretty much urban legends and stuff or whatever on like his handshake just being like insanely powerful grip, even when he showed up at 18 years old at OU. And uh, it, it's just weird that a guy that dominant had that many issues with fumbles in his career. But, yeah, that, that was one of those games. He had something like 120-something uh, yards, like two touchdowns, but also two fumbles, and both Big of them fumbles. were crucial. Yep. Mm. So, yeah. So, that's, that's, <laughs> someone that's said, not... Yeah, someone said Fran Tarkenton in the comments. That That's old-school Vikings. We were, we were talking Adrian <laughs> Peterson. <laughs> Fran, Fran Tarkenton was a base, though. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, I was trying to keep within the Adrian window. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching some Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed, man. Shout out to Brandon Newkirk. Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, Ahmad Rashad and all those guys. huh? Uh, Robert Smith, you remember him, huh? Yeah, but see, you know what's so funny? Uh-huh. That when people watch, used to watch like NBA Jam and watch Ahmad Rashad, I guess they, they would assume that he was like a basketball person because he did basketball with Jordan now. But Ahmad Rashad was a dog. He was a dog as a receiver with the Vikings. Amal Rashad was a beast. You know, I think Culpepper is the last, like, really good guy that they had for a good stretch until he, his knee exploded. His knee. Yeah. Cunningham, Randall Cunningham had that Cunningham. couple years. Yep. Brad Johnson played good with him. He did? Did he? Yeah, Brad, uh, he, he was he was passable for him. Did all right. With the Teddy, what happened to Teddy, man? Bridge, that damn knee. Bridgewater? Yeah, he blew, blew up his knee. But he's doing good over at uh, uh where's he at now? I mean, they like him over at uh the Jets. All right, let me run through this list here of all the QBs uh for the Vikings in Peterson's window. Peterson left just last year, so Tavares Jackson. These are starting quarterbacks, by the way, guys that started at least in, one game. In, in no particular order, huh? Uh, I'm going from oldest to newest. Okay, go. Tavares Jackson, Kelly Holcomb, Brooks <laughs> Bollinger, <laughs> Brett Favre, wow, Joe Webb. Donovan Joe McNabb. Donovan. McNabb, you forget he was there. I did. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Donovan yeah, McNabb. Right. That's that's that yeah, you know that's bad when you forget McNabb went there. 
Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Josh Freeman, Teddy Bridgewater, Sean Josh Hill, Freeman. Sam Bradford. That was Peterson's quarterbacks. Oh, Josh Peterson. Freeman. Remember Josh Freeman? No, that Joe yep. Webb was funny as all get out, though. But Man, they kept on trying to convert him, didn't they? He's still playing. Man, he's going special teams now. Big boy, too. He, you, know, you know who uh, Joe Webb is? He's our Jamel Showers. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Right. Pretty much. Because he was running, he was throwing, he was Run, throw, catch, whatever you want him to do. I said, Y'all I, remember I, I and Stan, Isaiah Stanback? No, you don't. Yeah, vaguely. Because, uh, uh-huh. you know, I always get Isaiah Stanback mixed up with the other guy that came from uh, uh, with the long hair. Um, he'd be on the radio station out here in Dallas. Somebody help me out, man. Lifeline. Uh-oh. He won that Michael Irvin reality show. Oh, 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 Holly? Yeah. Jesse, Jesse, Holly. Jesse, Jesse. Oh, you had a ring. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, Stanback. The predator hair. Right, you know. and they kept on trying to hype him because remember he was a quarterback and they converted him to receiver. Mm-hmm. Man, that's some that's some history right there, man. Um, just saying, yeah, just saying. Even, know your history. Even your boy uh, Harrison Harris is still out there. Dwayne, oh Lord, <laughs> Dwayne Harris, he's he's done. Well, I mean, I was sad when he left a little bit because of special teams, but now he's done. But he snatched our heart out, man, against that 2015 when he oh ran that gosh. thing all the After we went all the way down the field and that sorry bum cut the touchdown for us, what was his name that we cut? Uh, sorry. Got him in the fifth round. Okay. Sorry. Devin Street. Street. Oh, oh yeah. And then he had noise. He had talked some noise on his way out, too. Yeah, had and, ran his mouth. You saw all that. They, and, they the Patri- anyway. and the Patriots you, cut him. You know, he went to the everybody Patriots. Everybody cut him. He was white. <laughs> he was so sorry. Oh man, oh man! But yeah, yeah. When he ran the back and then he did that little uh, the move when he scored that touchdown, I said, "Man, my heart fell." Man, I said, "Dang!" And that was that was what the beginning and the end for Greg Hardy when he pushed the coach, like that clipboard. I I wanted him to knock the coach. I wanted him to knock some people. I was I was was happy. I was so mad because I was like, I would be mad too. Like we just went all the way down the field and scored, and then you just let him run it right back for a touchdown to win the game. Damn near seriously, and we got Matt Castle back here. And it was J.J. Wilcox again. <laughs> Talk about a guy that's made oh a boatload of money for not doing a whole lot. He had won 11-5 season with the Patriots that didn't even make the playoffs, and he's just still cashing in on that. Castle. Yeah. Cash me outside. How about that? That dog on Castle, man. This is crazy. And that Castle, man. I, I was looking at He made me so mad. I was like, how can you go to this team and then you come to us? But honestly, let's be, let's be honest, folks. Matt Castle ain't sweet. But I feel like our coaching was not the greatest. And when you look at all I got to say is we had Brandon Whedon. We mm-hmm. cut him. He went to the Texans and won them games and put them in the playoffs. That is discerning to me. And so that tells me that there's always something going on with our coaching. Yeah, 2015, the coaching staff definitely slapped the training wheels on any backup that went in when Romo wasn't playing. And I think they – I want to say they learned from that uh, with Dak the next year when Roma went down again. They're like, "All right, we're not not going to really put training wheels on. We got to le- let him go out there and try and make some plays and trust him." But all the same, uh, you look at so many other places where you're like, oh, "I don't think they've learned a damn thing." <laughs> yeah, because that was the weirdest day. It, that that Matt Castle man. He threw how many that sacks ball. does Claiborne have now? Yep, don't, don't change anything. Don't change let let it happen. Just let it happen. That Matt Castle threw an interception against the Jets. 
I'm oh talking my about God. that interception threw against the Jets. It was intentional grounding. He was trying to intentional grounding and threw it to the dude. Like you intentionally grounding, trying to throw the ball away. They still call it intentional grounding. That was a funny thing. I said maybe it's a holding. Maybe it's something. You know, a defensive offside or something. He just looked like straight <laughs> trash. But you know what? I, I honestly, when we played them Redskins, I knew we were going to beat them. Man, <laughs> man. Um, my guy uh, with the left arm uh what's his name uh kellen moore yeah put oh. 400 yards on them boy they 422 yeah they didn't care in that game though they already beat us they was already up what 20 points on us i think it was like 21 or 24 the nothing it was empty it was almost like garbage time comeback and i remember like, i remember when people i remember when people were like hey he threw for four man be quiet shut the hell up he threw for 400. Shh. Yep. That did not count. Kellen Moore. I can't a, See, that's what I'm saying. Our staff, have an arm. our staff was thinking Kellen Moore was going to be our backup. That's why I said the coaching, I'm glad they got these new assistant coaches in because really, we were really thinking Kellen Moore was going to be our backup when Romo got hurt. Mm. Wow. They were, they were thinking. <laughs> and he was going to be our backup last year. Wow, sure was. <laughs> Boise State Insurance is powerful, man. Man, that Boise State Look. Insurance is better than Safe Auto. It's better than Geico. It's better than State Farm. If you play for Boise State, you got the best insurance ever. In life. You, you are bulletproof for you coming on Cowboys. Yes, indeed, man. <laughs> We've been going live for a minute, man. What's good, man? What what what, what we want to close out with, man? Because we can... Yeah, yeah. Mm. Training camps in two weeks. Training camps in two weeks. I'm hopefully going to be down there. Uh, G is going to be down there. Just a quick plug. Silver and Blue Nation. Uh, Producer G is going to be down there August 14th through the 21st. So I think there's a preseason game going on during that time. So I think he's going to be at camp at least a couple of those days. I am about to get my ticket. I'm going to try to be there from... The th- around the uh, second, all the second. way to the all the way to the sixth, because that's a good time where they're playing. I believe the blue and white scrimmage is that weekend. I believe it's Sunday, so that's one of the reasons why I want to get down there. So I will be down there uh, around that time, going to camp, uh, trying to chop it up with them guys, uh, with the fan Ari, whoever. We're trying to kick it, get good footage for you, get in them camps, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, and get that scrimmage on live. And you saying yes, sir? Who who you gonna fly? Southwest fam? Who y'all got? The cheapest one, my dog. Okay, okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. cool. I you feel me? To... But I I had to just you know good prayers. God put the hands on that plane. Yeah, get us there. Spirit, spirit flight. You feel me? <laughs> I fly Spirit too if I can get down there for forty nine dollars. I think Dallas <laughs> do probably you know got a ticket like that. You know, got oh, an you know, international you know. airport. You know. I mean, I need yeah. to have to go down there and meet you, man. Meet up, meet man. Up you have to guys. come down there because I've never been to Oxnard. I've been to Cali. My homeboy actually lives in San Diego, so we're, I'm gonna be out there. Uh, but I'm excited. I've always wanted to go down to Oxnard, California, to that camp. I've wanted to do it since I was a kid, and now forget it. It's time. It's time, man. <laughs> we bring them it's camera co- camcorders yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. All that good stuff. Yes, indeed. So. uh yeah, I'm gonna try to get out there. One of the things, do they they're gonna have some type of camp out here towards the latter part of yep. the governor's bowl? Yes, right? they will. Right, right before they like break because they go hard in um, uh, Oxnard, and I think it's like the last few weeks they do it. They ended up in Ford at the Ford 
field the last couple of weeks before they prep for these uh, last few uh, preseason games. Yeah, so anybody in the chat so, box, man, break down the information about that Ford, uh, how much it costs, what, what, what time and all that good stuff. Let me know because I'm going to need to get down there to myself since I'm right here in the heart of Texas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So, uh, DDP, man, what's on your mind before we run up out of here? Oh, man, I, I think we've pretty much run through all the prime topics and everything. I think we're uh, I think we're good to hit the the rap button here. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, guys, uh, shout out to Phantom. Uh, we live on Phantom EBSN, uh, as well as the uh, Big Game James Show uh, and, and the uh, Silver and Blue Nation. We live on all those platforms: Twitter, Twitch. Guys, it's just I must say it's on flame. It's on flame, and uh, also don't forget to support. Uh, we got PayPal links down in the description box. Uh, support our PayPal, support uh, the Patreon too as well. That help us get tickets and stuff like that to go out to the game live, so we can do interviews. You guys saw Big Game James doing the interview with the uh, with the greats out there, the Taco. young rookies, Tacos, Supremes, and the Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis. So maybe he can do an interview with his Zeke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that can Definitely. come around. You know. Yeah. So it's so many things, guys. So that's what help us out as a nation, man. Mm-hmm. Getting out there, putting our voice out there to the we the voice to of the, the voiceless, right? Yeah. yeah. We're right. the most known unknowns. Yeah, the unknowns. That's why that's what you should name the podcast. The unknown podcast of the Dallas Cowboys, you know. Yeah, the unknowns. <laughs> we the unknowns. We're the most known unknowns. Yeah. It's so, only gonna be relevant for a little while though. There yeah, you go. I know, right? Because then when we blow up, I mean, you, we all we we all know what it is. It's going down, but like you said, Nation, just keep on if you can't keep supporting because we're just trying to get closer to the action. We're just trying to get closer to the players, uh, trying to make all this stuff happens, open more doors for really the the people. I'm not even gonna call them fans because I'm still a fan in my own right as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not bigger than anybody else, but what I do want to do, like we've been talking about, law and DDP. Let's get closer to that action. Like I said, the biggest thing is to me is that I want to see these players for myself. I want to watch Randy Gregory for myself. I want to watch Tapper. And then I want to come back and tell you, I don't want Brian Broaddus telling me every time this dude is this and I'm not seeing him. You feel me? Because I'm coming through those views. I give you that good live. You're going to see it from yourself. We'll all be able to talk about it. But at the end of the day, I don't want to keep going on. ESPN, uh, uh, Sports Channel, uh, uh, um, uh, NFL Network. I don't want to go on their eyes. I want to get our eyes there and bring it to the people. Yes. No doubt, no doubt. Be, should, yeah, the people should give us the, the feedback. And that's what we like to say, man. Uh, like I said, it's always best to be seen and not viewed. And uh, don't forget to hit the like button. Smash this notification mm-hmm. button after you hit the like button. Share, share, share. DD, share Dallas Prospect, share Law Nation, share Silver and Blue Nation, share Big Game James, share those pages because the more outlets we get, the more doors open for us to make more things happen for you guys. Straight yes, up. Indeedy. Um, and that's all the time we have for today. I really thank you guys for yours. Hey, this is the Dallas Prospect Show. Every legend was once a prospect. Yes, yeah. indeed. And remember, you guys are listening to nothing but the best. Salute. We're out. Peace. <laughs>